Welcome to Fun and Fundraising, everybody, the podcast where we talk with people behind the top nonprofit fundraisers, galas, and signature events, and how they positively transform their communities. I'm your host, Rob Giardinelli, and today I'm delighted to have my good friend, Janet Adderley, on. Janet is the founder of the Adderley School, and the Adderley School is a wonderful performing arts organization with um, chapters all throughout the United States. And really what it is, it's about welcoming children and teaching them how to stand confidently in their world. And the reason Janet is on today is you know, sometimes some organizations and some people talk with me about, well, what if I only want to do a gala when there's a five or a zero or something big to celebrate? And that's why we're here today. So Janet's school, the Adderley School, is celebrating its 30th anniversary. And she has a big gala coming up with some, you know, really big names and talent that are going to be behind it. So Janet... Welcome, and we are so excited to have you on today as a guest. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start and jump right in. So, you know, tell us about the mission of the Adderley School and really what you're trying to, you know, promote and achieve with these kids. Okay. So as a working actress, many moons ago, I uh, am also a mother of two children, and my older daughter uh, is very much like me. If she were a color, she'd be fire engine red. And when we moved from New York to LA, when I started doing film and TV, two weeks into her her school year, she was the you know star of the you know everybody wanted to be Akina's friend. My <laughs> younger, on the other hand, um, if she were a color, she'd be lavender. She was incredibly shy, incredibly cerebral, incredibly shy, and the transition was difficult for her. And so I started volunteering in her third grade class to just keep an eye on her and make sure she was doing okay and helping out with the math and the English. And the, the, the teacher had always wanted to do uh, teach history through the music of the decades to correlate music and history to make it fun for the kids. And she had no idea how to do that. And I said, well, I'll help you do that. And so we we created this musical review. Um, it became a huge success. All the moms then wanted me to, to teach um, a musical theater class after school. And it was that Sheila moment in a chorus line where, uh, you know, Zach asks Sheila, you know, what could, what would she do if she couldn't dance anymore? And, uh, and she says, well, I'm thinking about opening a dance school. Am I, am I copping out? Am I growing up? I don't know. Well, it occurred to me that at that point in my life, my job was to nurture my two children. And so I would nurture for a living. And I called my agent up. Uh, it took me a couple of years to, to, to make that evolution. But I called after two years of having my foot in both worlds, you know, mom, mentor, and, you know, diva, Broadway chick. Um, <laughs> I decided that I would, I would mentor for a living and, uh, and, and teach all the lavender boys and girls to find their fire engine red voice. So that is the, it's, it's, you know, acting, singing, and dancing is the gimmick. Uh, I quote all these, my life is a musical, so I've got to have a gimmick gypsy. The the gimmick that we use with these kids to teach them far more lifelong, life-empowering uh, lessons um, in problem-solving and working as a team and confidence and how hard could it be and just breathe and 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 humility and and compassion and all of those things uh, that are tied into a group of people 
I liken it to Gladiator coming yes. together to create this this one singular thing, and 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 together they are transformed. Together they triumph. So that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, that's amazing. And what I there, there's two really interesting things about your story that I like. One is on a certain level, it's almost like this purpose or this cause or this organization found you as opposed to the other way around. Like like it happened, you had all the tools and the components, but it kind of took a greater being or greater community to kind of showcase and highlight, you know, what, what that purpose is. And it's really interesting to me to see, you know, that it can start from that. And the other thing is, is that it didn't, you didn't just, immediately go from Broadway Diva to, you know, running the school. You did both for a period of time. And, you know, some people, when they want to start something, when they want to start a nonprofit specifically, sometimes they almost put too much energy and too much passion into something and they wind up burning out and they don't really mm -hmm. realize the full potential. And what I mm -hmm. love about what you did was you allowed and you gave it space to breathe, almost like, you know, lines on a stage or lines in a theater you give yes. it the space to breathe and grow and find its voice. And then after a while, you're like, you know what? This really can be a, you know, a full-time thing where I'm not going to get burned out. I know what it's going to be. And I just think it's incredible that, you know, th that's just such an inspiring story to me as to how you, you know, how the school started. Well, you, you crystallized all of that. You crystallized my journey perfectly. I like to say to people, my career found me. I didn't find it. You know, I had my moment of glory in Broadway and TV. There was a, you know, a 10 year period there that I was working nonstop, but my legacy as a human being on this earth and what, what it is that I was put here to do is, is this school is my work with these children and and transforming and lifting young people's lives and hopefully giving them i i live through them there's another there's another musical <laughs> um last year um as our celebration of coming out of covid we 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 did pippin you know finding oh, yes. our of the sky and all of that great stuff and, um, you know, Pippin has a grandmother, Bertha, that sings a song, No Time At All. And uh, she talks about throwing off her flings because, you know, watching watching all of the, 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 the glory of her grandson and the generations to come, you know, she says to him, you are my time, you are my time. So I'll throw off my shawl and watching your flings be flung all over makes me feel young all over in just no time at all. And uh, that's where I am in my life. And little did I know that, that, that what I will be remembered for, what I will have, you know, done my best job, my best soldier job at impacting the light in the world for good is, is these schools. And, um, and I feel very honored that that happens to be the career that found me. You yeah. know, and I, I think that's amazing. And I think that, you know, for anyone who's starting out with their career, and I always say this, and I say this as someone who's, you know, had multiple different career paths on my own professional journey is, I don't want to say you follow the money, but you follow the love. 
Yes. And where you feel the love that it grows you, it feeds your soul, it makes you feel, makes you feel alive. And, and the thing is, and the funny thing about, you know, and I haven't, I haven't acted and been on, you know, in front of camera the way you have, but I, I've had the fortune for stories and stuff to go on set. And that's, yes. I don't think people realize how much hard work goes into something that appears so glamorous. Yes. <laughs> and, it's it is indeed. Yes. And, you know, it, what I love is, is that you realized, you know what, there's a lot of hard work here, but you know, what would be even more fun? I'm going to work hard and I'm going to empower these kids and really empower the next generation of people. And you've had some really amazing names walk through your school doors over the years, you know, people like Ben Platt and people yes. like Sarah Highland from Modern Family and people yes. like Gigi Hadid, you know, how, you know, when you think about the people who have come through your doors over the year, what do you feel when you when you think back on and you see, you know, you turn on the TV or you go to a theater and you're like, I, I had a help and and I helped shape who this performer and this person is. I had my hand, you know, I put my hand in there. Yet another musical theater reference. Hello, Dolly. People have compared me to, to Dolly Levi my Absolutely. entire life. And um, to see these kids, we'll, we'll start with Ben. So all of my children, when they study with me, I will, you know, a part of my confidence building and cheerleader and sprinkling fairy dust that I do with these kids is I'll say to them, you know, when I'm a little old lady in my rocking chair, I expect, you know, a phone call uh, inviting me, you know, with two tickets, fifth row center, to see you in your Broadway debut. I say, I say it's one of my shit. It's one of the things that yeah. I tell the, you know, to ensure the kids I, how much I believe in their ability as artists, right? So fast forward, so Ben graduates um, from, from high school and he's on his way to NYU. And, you know, he's, he's barely there a summer, I mean, a, a semester. And the phone rings and this, and this, you know, sheepish little voice. Hello, Janet, it's it's Ben. I've, I've got your two tickets, fifth row center. <laughs> and, 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 he, and it's Book of Mormon. He's Elder Cunningham and yeah. Book of Mormon. And I got to tell, going there, and I, I brought my mother with me who had watched Ben grow up from five years old when he, you know, when he first started at the school and here he was making his Broadway debut and he was with this community that I, you know, dreamed my whole life of becoming a part of and became a part of. And, you know, and, 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 and I'm sitting there, the anticipation of the curtain going up and seeing my Benjamin, because that's what I call him, my Benjamin, step out on that stage, I was more nervous for that moment than I had been in my entire own career, right? And then to watch him just own it yeah. and be so happy and so there, so meant to be there. Um, he was the first and, and with each one of the kids that goes on to 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 accomplish, you know, big things in 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 the entertainment industry, um, I'm just I'm 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 grateful that I that that there's a little bit of me, uh, you know what I mean in 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 each of 
of of the of of the things that they've been able to achieve and that I, that I helped like a mama bird I helped I helped them fly that's it's it's it, it, there's no feeling like it there's it's it's like well there is your own children I mean you know what I'm yeah. saying you give birth and you you know you raise a child in the way that you hope that they will go and you cut the umbilical cord and you watch them fly and I get to do that a gazillion times and not even just the you know all of these kids the, are, are not going to grow up to be Ben Platt or Gigi right. Hadid to know what I'm saying um you know they grow up to be hedge fund runners or doctors or or behind the scenes writers and I have an unbelievable young man John Alexander who's a huge documentary film guy who's won yeah. several all over the world and went to Harvard and just brilliant you know what I mean and 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 some grow up to be moms but you know what I'm saying there's a there's a there's a there's a little bit of me you know, hopefully that they, that, you know, they'll hear something will happen in their life and, and, and Janet will be in their ear. What would Janet have said? Or what would Janet have done or had me do? Or, you know what I mean? How would Absolutely. You know, it's just, it's a great, it's a great feeling. I mean, I come from a, a, a family of of mentors. You know, my mom is a PhD in math. She was the first person of color, not just woman, but person of color uh, to be admitted in the, the PhD program in mathematics at Rice University. Wow. Just, I mean, you know, lots, lots and lots. And, and then taught at Texas Southern University and St. Thomas and, you know what I mean? And so, you know, teaching and mentoring and paying it forward and, and empowerment is a huge part of my family legacy. Absolutely. So, I'm the only one that's the that's a performer and an artist. Everybody else is an intellectual or a scientist. But um, that knee jerk uh, desire to to help, to 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 facilitate, to to, to make a you know to make a, a mark to, to 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 be impactful in some way. Um, you know, what is my purpose? What is my Absolutely. purpose? Well, and uh, you touched on that so well. And, you know, one of the things that people, I think, underestimate or don't realize or don't fully appreciate about the arts is it's not a lot of people who do art programs. It's not necessarily because they want to become famous or they want to become the next Ben Platt. They maybe exactly. want to become the next doctor or the next scientist or even the next stay at home parent. And it's yes. really the arts are really about inspiring confidence and the belief in yourself to do whatever it is that you want to do in the world. And I thought that you just explained that so brilliantly. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, some, you know, we, I get testimony, you know, very much like Ben calling up and saying, I've got your fifth row, you yeah. know, centered. I've gotten beautiful letters from graduates who are now living fully in their adult lives. And you know, years later. And that's what's so exciting about this 30th anniversary celebration is that we're all coming back together and, 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 and you know, you get to go home if only for two hours at the libero theater, you know what I mean? But, Absolutely. but get, getting these letters after the fact, these, you know, and, and now I'm having second generation, you know, they're my babies ha have had babies. Yeah. And now they're 
school, right? Now their children are, are, are students at the Adderley School. But but one gentleman, a young man named um, Andrew McCaffrey from my Santa Barbara school has gone on, went to, to Duke and is now uh, a hedge fund guy. And, you know, and he writes me this letter and, and he says, with every, you know, um, interview for co for college, every interview for a job he, he says i hear you in my voice in my ear janet you what you what that school gave to me what you know what you instilled in me are are the tools that i walk into every meeting every it was just it's a be it was be it was a beautiful testament it was a beautiful thing to hear that's amazing. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, that that gentleman was from the Santa Barbara school and, you know, you started with one location, the Pacific Palisades, and now you're, you've got schools in four or five different states, five different states now. So, I mean, that's amazing. So congratulations on that. And, you know, talk about, you know, cause your, your schools are all over the country. So it's not like you've got one in California and in the four other states that touched California. I mean, right. you've got some in the central time zone, you've got some in the Eastern time zone, they're all over. So tell yeah. us a little bit about how you go about selecting a new city to open a chapter of the school. Well, interestingly, not very similar. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So this career found me out of a, out of a maternal need to help my daughter. That's, that right. is the, that's the elevator story. I needed to help my daughter. And so this is what my life has become and how beautiful it is that she stands side by side with me now and, and, and runs all these schools. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm getting tired and she, <laughs> just, I, you know, I wouldn't do it with, couldn't do it without her. Um, it, it was very, uh, not what particularly thought out at all. It was incredibly organic. So I lived in, Los Angeles for many years. And that's the flagship studio that's turning 30 years. Then I m married a gentleman and moved to, followed him to Santa Barbara. I was like, well, what am I gonna do in Santa Barbara? So I opened a school in Santa Barbara. The school outlived the marriage. Um, and my, my, I'm from Texas. I'm a Texas girl, born and raised, born in Marshall, Texas, oh, behind fantastic. the as they call it, and grew up in Houston. I was in the first graduating class of HSPVA in Houston. I was voted the most outstanding female student, all that good stuff. And so my dad, nine years ago, God bless him, passed from, died of lung cancer. And my mom, the fiery, you know, feisty woman that she is. There was no way she was going to move to California and live with me or my sister. She was so she still lives in the home at 95 years old alone that 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 we were raised in. And so I thought and and at the same time, my oldest daughter and her husband were, you know, were pregnant and or discovered that they were pregnant. So, you know, when when God closes the door, he opens the window, that whole sort of scenario. Right. So, you know, and I was a single woman living in Santa Barbara at that time. And I thought, you know what, I could be anywhere and do what I do. And so it's time for me to come home or go home. So I moved to Austin. So I moved to Austin. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I don't know a soul. What am I going to do? Well, I'll open an Adderley school. So, I mean, it, it's really like that. So that's the three schools. The, the next two are interesting. Then COVID hit, hits, and 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 this is something that you know I, I want to say to anybody who's listening. Um, the 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 
fourth school is a, a happy accident out of absolute abject disaster, COVID. I thought mm -hmm. I was going to lose, I mean, everything about me. Right. <laughs> was, everything about me was, you, you know, hugging and singing and, you know, everything I did, theater, you know, Broadway closed down. Broadway was in panic mode. Anybody yeah. who was forming, I mean, the long thinner and ba ballet often and, you know, all of it. I mean, we all went through this holding our right. breath or wondering how we're going to get out of this. And the Connecticut school is a COVID accident. So they're a happy accident, I call these things. There was a little 10-year-old girl, nine at the time, um, whose cousin lived in Austin and was a member of our Austin school. And she had all, oh, mommy, if only there were a Adderley school in, in Darien, I'd be, you know, I, oh my, blah, blah. So then when we pivoted to, to Zoom, she, at, smart little girl, you know, confident little girl. Well, mom, do you think I could join one of the Zoom classes? And she, um, the mom asked, I said, of course. So then that little girl joined in with, with some mm -hmm. Austin kids from the little girl from Connecticut. Then the next semester, she's like, well, do you think Janet would do a class? I don't get to see my friends because we can't go to school. Do you think we could do a Zoom class with just my friends? Sure. So 10 little girls from Connecticut, row eight in Connecticut. So fast, it's like a Fabergé commercial. So fast forward, so get out of <laughs> <laughs> Alana goes up there. My daughter goes up there one the summer, the first summer that like vaccination, you know, we're out right. of hope, and does a pop-up camp. And the 10 girls beca became 20 kids. So then we were like, well, wait a minute. What what do you know? We have to figure out what are we gonna do? What are we gonna right. do about this? Nobody lives in Connecticut, but what are we gonna do? So we just decided to take the leap. We opened last year. Um and in March, and we had 80 kids sign up. And, and from that, this in September, 80 kids grew to, to, they dubbed it to 175 kids. Wow. And then we just had to figure out finding teachers and training teachers. And both Alana and I, you know, people say, where do you live? And I say, I do my laundry in Austin because I, you know, <laughs> I, I flit and flirt and sprinkle fairy dust in all five locations. And, um, you know, and then the last location, New Orleans, um, you know, I have to give a huge shout out to an amazing philanthropic woman in the Austin community, Beverly Dale. In the She's world. the best in the international community. So she at one point um, had a home in New Orleans and, and is very involved there with the Ogden Museum and, and you know, she just, you know, very, and, and she came to a performance of A My Name is Alice that we did with the kids in Austin at the Parker Jazz Club, which is such an amazing venue. I'm so happy to see that more and more and more people um, are using that venue. Adam, Adam, um, what's Adam's last name? The fabulous conductor. I know who you're talking about and it's escaping me too, but you are yeah. absolutely right. It's, it, it is an amazing, it's an amazing place to go listen to live music in Austin. And, and a place where there's many, that's one of a very special uh, place. In the middle of Austin, Texas, it's yeah. a gym. So anyway, so Beverly came to the to the performance. One of the auction items to raise money for the for the foundation was a your own private performance of A My Name Is Alice anywhere, and she bid on it and won. And she took me out for dinner, and she says, "I did this. There's 
method to my madness. Um, you know, New Orleans has, you know, so many under-resourced children that could really use this sort of access and opportunity. And she's like, I want you to come to New Orleans. These kids need you. I want you to open a school in New Orleans. And that's how we ended up with the fifth school. So it's all very, I'm not a, I'm not a pragmatic business person. I never have been. I have always from the heart. It's right. a, it's a blend. In, I'm in, it's an instinctual, you know, I don't even, you know, serendipitous. I mean, I believe in all of those things. Um, and it was just, you know, so Connecticut was, was, was an example of what I try to teach my children, which is all, I believe in angels, mm -hmm. something good. I see always look, you know, don't get, don't get sad, get mad is what I tell them, you know, and I, <laughs> that, that life is going to throw you curveballs and things are, you know, and, and your job. So, and then, so now what are you going to do about it? Just breathe, just, you know what I mean? And all of those things are what an actor does on stage. The, the writing in pencil, the, the mm -hmm. reaction. Acting is reacting, you know, so uh, and, and making choices. An actor's job is to make choices on stage. So is your choice to implode and, you know, cry, woe is me? Or is your choice, you know, to look for the silver lining? And, and, and Connecticut was absolutely that for us. And, and, and because Connecticut has been so successful, it has given us the, the breathing room to really hopefully make an, an impact in New Orleans where we feel like, you know, there's just a, a, a big community of kids that, that, that I would love to have my hand, you know, put my hand in. There. Absolutely. And what I, what I really appreciate about that story is one, some people have the perception that if I have a nonprofit, I don't do other nonprofits. And the thing right. is, is that, you know, I, I presume that that was probably an auction I am Be Beverly bought at Ballet Austin's Fet. And yes. you go to other nonprofit events. I see you at many all over, yes. all over town. And yes. th the thing is, though, I see people from other nonprofits, the top nonprofits within Austin, they go to other people's events. And it's it really nonprofits about community. And that's, you know, especially if someone has more of a professional background that's listening right now. Nonprofit is really about community and it's about putting your love out and paying it forward. And the rewards come back to you a hundredfold organically when, yes. when you do that. And what you just said was the perfect example of that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Now, now, now we're going to talk about your event that's coming up. So, you know, oh. tell us, you know, first tell us, you know, you and I were talking a little bit before we hopped on here and you were talking about, you know, you you obviously you you had mentioned you don't do a gala every year, but you do no. do ones on special occasions. So tell us what about the 30, 30 year milestone propelled you to do a gala this year? Um, I have to say the lesson of COVID, frankly. I mean, you know, again, you don't know how valuable something is. You don't know how meaningful something is until you face a threat of it being taken away, right? Yeah. And so the journey that we took uh, from COVID to now, where alumni saved us, 
alum, yeah. you know, Jack Dylan Grazier, one of our youngest alumni, but, you know, he walked off of the Adderley School stage straight into the movie, you know, Stephen King remake of It. Yeah. And now a huge star. Um, yeah, you know, uh, uh, um, not kid because he's 18 now, but he's a he's a young you know, actor and Shazam and all of that. So we created these this this platform called uh, Red Talks, like a red voice, finding your red voice talk. So Red okay. Talks and like Ted talked Red Talks. And uh, and we did this on Zoom all through COVID. And the first one was was Jack Dylan Grazier um, and and Zachary Levi, who lives in Austin, the two of them who plays Shazam, the two of them did. Uh, a Zoom red talk and kids from all over the world, you know, chimed, came, you know, listened to this talk and 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 were inspired through through the conversations that were had. It was an uplifting moment. Here we were, we're thinking we were going to be talking about careers and how to get in show business and what was your life like at the Adderley School, and it the conversation very quickly morphed into. I'm, I feel so alone. I, I, I've thought about hurting myself. I don't know if I can get through this alien. I mean, really? Yeah. So, and, and now we're seeing now that COVID is, we're seeing, you know, suicide is just, I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. but that's, a, that's an aside, but, um, um, so then, the, so that was the the year of shutdown, yeah. and then we came out of it, and we did into the woods, and 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 so Ben Platt, Ben Platt reconnected with the school during the red talks, and he and James Corden. That's when you know they connected. Right. They did a red talk for us, and and Catherine Gallagher, who had who had been on Jagged Little Pill, the last thing I saw in New York a week before we sh before March eleventh was 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 Catherine Gallagher and Jack Phil. So she and Molly Gordon, who's also a, an alumni, they did a red talk. And so, so all of these alumni were coming out of the woodwork to help support the school, to keep it afloat during COVID. And it was beautiful. So then we do, you know, into the woods and Jack actually comes back to Adderley between filming Shazam and, you know, Fury of the Gods or whatever it's called, and actually performs with the kids, performs in Into the Woods, re, uh, uh, you know, does an encore performance of Cinderella's Prince and the Wolf. When he did it, the first time he did it, he was nine years old. And, and now wow. he's doing it. And it was, uh, you know, an amazing thing. And then the next year was, was as I said, Pippin, which was so mm -hmm. glorious, found the, this exquisite outdoor theater in Topanga Canyon, but you know, which is between Malibu and 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 the Pacific Palisades and did these shows. Um and there was such a um, you know, I don't mean to be relig you know, overly religious or whatever, but there was such a spirituality, the the journey th that we took was was so incredibly spiritual. Um Again, because it, it could, things could have turned out, there were all kinds of children's theater schools that have closed their doors. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And so, so an infinite amount of gratitude on my part, coupled, to, coupled with 
the incentive and the compassion and the concern that all of these alumni had for 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 children that they don't even know right and here we were 30 years uh hitting our 30 year mark and after making the, that connection that through line uh through covid to solidify that the 30th anniversary is this marker this moment where we where we um we are present in our choice to have alumni you know a, a, a go between of have alumni interacting with current students so that they're so that we that that it's a deliberate we it we inherited as i said it was in, it it we, it instinctively organically happened during covid and it it has been so incredibly uh, important and vital and and meaningful to these kids that now in this 30th anniversary we want to to deliberately have the relationship between alumni that go on into successful wonderful careers whatever those careers may be supporting the work of the foundation which is bringing um, the program to, to to kids that are under resourced and 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 wouldn't have the ability to 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 train in the school were it not for some fini financial support and help. That's incredible. And what I what is so awesome about what you just described is I don't want to call COVID, to me COVID is like the ultimate inorganic experience. <laughs> <laughs> but you found a way to make an inorganic experience organic and it just oh. flowed and you put out appreciation to others and people brought it back. And it's, it's COVID really brought that out with a lot of people. And really, I think people's humanity has just been touched more deeply in the last three years as a result of that. And I just think that's what you describing that, that really kind of makes everything feel full circle in that regard. I mean, that it really is awesome. Oh. Absolutely. No, Jack. So Jack Grazier, uh, you know, was a troubled little boy and was always mm -hmm. in the principal's office. And, you know, the print, you know, and his mother was admonished by the people, you know, the teachers, blah, 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 and, you know, he's out of control and you got to get him to do something. And so ultimately, initially she put him in like a karate class and the karate class happened to be down, you know, two doors down from the Adderley school. And there was this cute little curly haired boy that would, you know, press his face to the window <laughs> and yet every Tuesday and finally I was I went out and I said where is your mother <laughs> you know what I mean and then you know, <laughs> he walked me down to the to, uh, to meet his mother who was talking to her girlfriend in front of the karate studio and 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 I said well you know I'm glad you got your boy in karate but clearly uh, he wants to be someplace else yeah. so she put him it in the Adderley School, and you know, I'm not saying anything that he's not said publicly in publications all over the world. You know, the Adderley School saved his life, and and then he saved the Adderley School. That's that really that's organic full circle. If I've ever if I've ever heard it in my life now. I want to talk about, you know, we're, we're, we're coming near the end here, but I want to talk about what are some things that people can expect at the 30th year event this year, okay. this, this up, coming up real soon. Now, I mean, again, this sort of serendipitous sort of, you know, so, so, 
So James Corden's little son, Max, whenever he talks about my son, I, you know, on all of his shows and interviews and that that's sweet little Max Gordon, who has studied with me since he was four, I want to say. He's unbelievably gifted, a beautiful musician. And so this is his swan song with Adderley because it's his dad's swan song with the late show. Right. And the family, the family is moving back to the UK. And um, so James is going to be our MC. So we're doing wow. cabaret. So we need an MC. So James will be our MC. He'll be performing with the kids. Um, you, we have a, you know, like, I, mean, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give it all away. I hear you. I hear you. you know, Kenny Loggins. Uh, we'll be doing an, a special guest appearance with the kids a few years back. The summer before COVID, we did talking about nonprofits helping nonprofits. And I'm very involved with the nonprofits in in Austin and in L.A. and in, in Santa Barbara. And so Kenny Loggins and a group of our kids from all three schools, because at that point we only had three schools, from all three schools, um, did a concert version of Footloose and we raised over $80,000 for a, an organization in Santa Barbara called the Unity Shop that is, it's, 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 it, it supplies free clothing and food and education and toys and, you know, for, for, for families in need throughout the entire Ventura County, Santa Barbara and the, right. the entire so we were very excited about our participation in, in, in that effort. And every year the kids perform at the, the Unity Shop Telethon, which continues, you know, raises money for the for this for this for the Unity Shop. So Kenny is gonna make an encore performance and and sing Footloose with the kids and you know, and we'll, we'll probably do some of a couple of other numbers from the from uh with Kenny. And um so and then you know. Ben was slated to actually perform, which he will not be able to do because he's kind of busy doing a little show on Broadway called Parade. I was going to say, I heard about that. So I I, I was like, gosh, they're going to he's going to clone himself to fly across the country. Yeah. <laughs> happening. So but he will be there with us on video. You know, he's doing video. Oh, fantastic. Show. In and out, and Catherine Gallagher from Jagged Little Pill is coming back, and um, I'm I'm hoping, hoping, hoping. So Deacon Fry, God bless him, and he was another one that came back during COVID and, and helped us out. Um, Deacon is Glenn Fry's son, the yes. Eagle, and so he Deacon toured with the Eagles for the last four years in his father's role, and he but he's he's. You know, at this point, he stepped away from the Eagles and he's doing his own thing. So if his concert tour lines up like Kenny's, I mean, I'm, I can't believe Kenny. Kenny is taking a he, he has a break from because he's doing his this is it concert tour. And in his break, when he should be resting, you know, he's 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 going to be up on stage with my kids. Oh, that's which is amazing. And, and we're hoping that Deacon Fry will be there as well. And, I, you know, Gigi and Bella grew up in Santa Barbara. So we've been, um, you know, talking with them and, and trying and seeing if, if, if they're going to be involved in some way. But this is that's it's amazing. And I just I love that you have all the star powers coming back to you and 
anyone who has ever been in room with Janet knows that Janet is a life force. And she has one of my all-time favorite sayings that I love. Janet, you must share the phrase that I love that you say all the time. Love you madly. Love you madly. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, well, that's my, that's. Oh my gosh. I love that. I say it, I, I say it like randomly at least once a week and I'm not even thinking of saying it, but I'll just say it. And it, it's your slogan that you say all the time. And I cannot thank you enough for taking the time today. And congratulations. I can't think of a person more deserving of everything that you've accomplished with this school because you really just have the, one of the biggest hearts of anyone I know. And oh. to see this love coming back to you is just, I can't think of anyone more deserving of that. So thank you for taking well, the time today. We're all in it together. Thank you and love you madly. Love you <laughs> madly. And the Adderley School celebrating 30 years will be on May 27th, 2023 at the Lobero Theater in Santa Barbara, California. For more information, visit theadderleyschool.org. And Janet, thank you again for joining us today. Thank you. And this Thanks. is Rob, and this is Rob Giardinelli signing off on Fun and Fundraising, reminding you to keep it fun, keep it interesting, and your guests will have a great time. Have a great day, everyone, and take care. <laughs>